Welcome back. Nesting Around Podcast. Today's topic, people who text back too quick. People who text back too quick. We'll talk about that. Stay tuned. And we're back, as they say, as one guy said one time, and then you know what? Everyone else just started saying it. And we're back. We're going to talk about, um, like I said, people who text back too quick, but just a couple of housekeeping items here. First of all, man, I got a lot of stuff to get to. Um, I woke up yesterday and I go, I stand on the balcony. I look outside and what doth I see? Oh, I see a big old fire, a big old forest fire, at least what I believe to be a forest fire. I see a plume of smoke wide. I first I actually assumed it was like it was someone's house because it looked about house shape, whatever that means from where I could see. And you could see giant like black um, puffs of smoke coming out. And I go, something's on fire and I'm listening for sirens. I'm looking for lights. Nothing, nothing. And it looks from where I'm where, where I was. It looked like it was, you know, a couple hundred meters away. I couldn't tell. So what do I do? What any responsible junior firefighter does. I strap on my running shoes and I go jog over to the fire. Now, in retrospect, when I thought about it, I thought, how useless would I have been? <laughs> like, I don't know. I definitely, maybe I should have um, brought some water and driven over there. At least brought like a squirt gun so I can help if someone needs to get out. I realized that on the way there, I'm, I'm jogging over. I got shorts, no shirt. Cause I'm concerned about this fire and I go, what am I, what am I going to do? I don't even have a shirt on. So anyway, I'm jogging over, I'm looking for, um, and I'm, t dude, I'm not exaggerating. Like it was a huge plume of smoke and I'm like, it seems close. And as you know, when those trade winds kick up, forest fires can move fast. They'll move faster than a horse. They forest fires can move faster than a horse on another horse. That's two horses. Double horsepower. So I'm right away, I'm like, this whole town is going to burn down. It's going to burn down my house out here. I don't even know what I, I what I should bring back. I'm going to have to choose because I only got a small little car. What's going to come? What's going to stay? Everything's going to burn down. And what amazed me was as I was running over to this fire to be of no use, except aside to go, oh, there it is. That's the only use I could have been. Unless someone was, I did fantasize what's so funny is on the way running over there to check it out. I had, I started, and don't pretend you haven't done this. I started having a hero fantasy. You ever think about that? You just visualize yourself in an emergency situation and somehow you're just a, something comes over you, you're a hero. I was visualizing all of this, like I get there, the house is on fire. I see an old grandma. She's on the inside, right? She's cooking. She's just cooking. She's banging on the window. Help, help. You know how grandmas yell, right? Help! Help! And everyone else is standing around, and they're like, we can't, it's locked, it's too, it's too dangerous. And I roll up, and I got no shirt. I don't even take my AirPods out, and I don't even hesitate, and I run. I karate, because again, if you guys remember, I did a couple months of karate. I karate kicked the window. I grab Granny Applesmith Grandma. I grab her out, save her. And as I'm bringing her back to the lawn, people are crying. That's right when the news happens to show up. It's all coincidence. And then 
I hear a kitten. And everyone's like, it's not worth it. It's not, it's just a cat. You don't have a shirt. Your back is insane though. And I go, I don't got time. And I run back in, I go grab the kitten. But guess what? It's not one kitten. No, no, no. It's a whole litter of kittens. And I grab, somehow I grab all nine of them. I grab nine kittens in my hands. No shirt, AirPods in. Sunglasses have been on this entire time. And I'm getting flanked. And I, I even dreamt about, or I even like visualized getting a little bit of a burn. Just something that I can point to later on. And as I bring the kittens out of the house, that's when the mayor happens to show. What? The fucking mayor. And they go, he saved a grandma and kittens. And then as I get to the sidewalk, guess what? I hear a bird chirp. And everyone's going, you're a hero. Wow. You don't even have a shirt on. Look at you. And then and there's a bird. And they go, oh, the, the birds are... And I go, no, no, that's in the house. And they go, no, no, stop. You've already done too much. And I go in the house and there's a single chiclet that just hatched out of its egg that was being incubated by a, a hot light in the basement. And I bring the chiclet out. And even the chiclet is like, thank you, thank you. That was my dream. And then what was, the best part of that whole fantasy is I go hand the chiclet to the grandma. It's all she has left. Her family doesn't visit her anymore. She's been looking after this chiclet. Wanting it to, it, it means so much to her that she's crying. The mayor is crying. The news can barely even get their cameras on, but they do. So I'm in it. And then guess what? I just continue my run. And I put up a PR. I put up a five kilometer PR right after saving an old lady chiclet and upwards of nine kittens from my house. These are the dreams that went on in my head. And then in reality, I also knew if I actually came around the corner and a house was on fire, I'd be like, fuck this. I mean, unless someone's like, not that I wouldn't try to help, but I'm like, I don't I, to go to run in there. I don't know, man. So I had all of these mixed emotions and these, these hero fantasies and I run over. Here's what's so weird to me though. Nobody was reacting. I expected people to be like everyone getting over there, jogging over with no shirts, trying to see what's going on. Everyone's just going about their day. Nobody even to the point where I'm like, am I the only one who can see this? Because no one was fussed. No one was concerned. And it wasn't that they couldn't see it. I saw people looking right in the direction. No one's even, eh. And I go, maybe I'm the only one who can see this. And then I go, maybe you have to believe to see it. Maybe it's like a rainbow. And then I go, and finally, I kind of get to the edge of town. It's not in the town. Like, it's somewhere in the forest. And I go, oh, great. So it's a legit forest fire that's going to come over here. And there's a lady standing outside on the phone with the fire department. And I'm like, what the fuck's over there? And she's a local. She lives here. That's not, that's like her permanent house. And she goes, I don't know. I'm calling the, the fire department's going to go look. So we, I dude, I still don't know. All I know is it continued to smoke for the rest of the day. They must have been burning garbage or some shit. But then again, if they were, I mean, it was a lot of smoke. And it was a big fire. And why would the fire department be on the way if they plant? So anyway... Whatever. It was crazy. But I genuinely did think, I was like, that's a forest fire. It's going to come over here. Um, or I was like, maybe that's a forest fire and I can sit on the deck today and watch them fight it. How sick would that be? Just watch them, like those, the airplanes come over, drop water bombs on it. Nothing. 
giant fire, kept going all day. I wake up today, it's gone. Nobody knows anything, nothing in the news. What the fuck? But what a rush. What a genuine adrenaline rush. It does stink like smoke out here now, which is great. You know, when smoke rolls in from the from forest fires, I actually like the smell. I don't know if that's creepy. It's the same way I kind of like the smell of gas, like gasoline. But I like it in a small dose. We had a, we had a really bad one like a few uh, summers ago where all the forest fire smoke rolled into town. And I remember by the end, it's like I had to wash all my clothes because they were all like uh, just embedded with smoke. Anyway. Whatever, let's move on. What I'm saying is, I had a dream about being a hero and that didn't come true, okay? And we still don't know what happened with that fire. Very mysterious. Let's talk about the topic at hand here. Okay, people who text back too quick. Now, there's definitely, we all agree, there is a spectrum of what's acceptable, right? Now, you, t you send someone a text, and I'd be very curious to know, what do you guys think is an acceptable amount of time? Obviously, some of it's circumstantial. Depends on the situation, but let's say just in general, you're just having a, you know, you're just having a casual conversation with someone. I think I'm saying anywhere between half an hour to an hour and a half. Let's say half an hour to an hour is the sweet spot to me. You text half an hour later response. You get half an hour response. That's how a conversation is supposed to go. Now I would be, I'm guilty of being on the far end. Sometimes it takes me a fucking day to reply, right? But here's the thing. Some people text back immediately. And you're like, sometimes it blows my there's certain people that when I text, I go, I could wait two hours, text them, and I go, watch this. Immediately you get something back. And here's my here's my issue with that. Is if it's too fast. I don't want to just be staring at my phone all day. So when you text back immediately, if I text back immediately, knowing you're going to text back immediately, then we're just texting nonstop. And then it's like, at what point does it end? At what point do I get to have a breather and live my life? Texting back too fast. Rude. Texting back too fast. Once again, if it's a fire situation and I'm texting you going, I get, I just pulled this grandma out of this house, sent a fire truck. That's when you text back immediately, but casual conversation. I just don't know how, how you eventually end it. And like I said, I don't want to be, <coughs> I don't know how you guys feel, but yeah, that's so funny to me. Like there's some people we're all, we're all different with that. Like some people text back the second you send the text and then I got to put them on ice for a bit. I got to slow the flow. You know why? So we can live our lives. And then some people just never text back. What's the longest you've ever like? I think there was, I've had ones where it's been a, a week. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Sometimes I forget they're in my phone or whatever. Someone will text me something and it's in like a week later. I'm like, oh yeah, shit. I never got back. And I'll, I'll reply. Ha ha. <laughs> so dude, I'm not saying I'm right, but I am saying that people who text back too fast, stressful, rude, you're creating an impossible situation. I don't know how you guys feel. Let me know if you have any feedback on that. I just feel like it ends, it creates a continuous loop that never ends. We might as well just call each other at that point, shouldn't we? I mean, imagine back in the day when you wrote a letter to someone, right? 
Imagine you put it in the mailbox and then boom, immediately the reply was there. And then you're like, what the fuck? Okay, right? So then you see this reply letter and you're like, oh, that's nice. And then you write a nice long letter and then you put it in the mailbox and then boom, immediately the reply letter is there. Do you see what I'm saying? Now you're just stuck in this continuous letter writing. I hope that analogy helped. I don't know if I needed to do that. <laughs> if you picture your text like a letter, it makes a lot more sense. So that's the topic of this today. That would be the topic of the week. Let me know. I want to know what you guys think is inappropriate. What's too long before texting back? And what is too short? Because you don't want to look desperate. Why are you looking so desperate? I remember that was one of the hardest things as a young man. When you um, you meet an, a new lady or ladies when you meet a new guy or whatever, whatever your preference is, you're trying, to, you're trying to suss it out, right? You're like, I don't want to text her back too quick because I don't want to look desperate, but I don't want to be rude and just not reply, right? So you got to suss it out. And again, I always think that 30 minutes to 60 minute golden rule, that's the golden rule right there. So anyway, think about that, sleep on that one, and then let me know what you think. Text back times. I want to hear. I want to know more about this this week from you guys. Um, big day today. Formula One. Big day today. Formula One race. I'm just getting into the sport still from that Netflix series, Drive to Survive. One of the best series I've ever seen. Still getting into the sport. But what I'll say is it is unbelievable how dominant um, Hamilton is. Lewis Hamilton in this sport. You don't even have to watch F1 or understand how it even works because I'm just getting into it too. But to put it in perspective, this guy wins like it's almost like every race to the point where if he doesn't win a race, you go, why not? How funny is that? Like literally, if Ham, if Lewis Hamilton doesn't win a race, the first question is, why didn't he win it? And then there was, there's always an answer like, oh, he uh, his car blew up. Like something went wrong with his car. He got pushed off the track. He wiped out that type of shit. Because straight up, today he got pushed. He uh, spun off the track. Had to go back to ninth place. And he just sliced through these guys like butter. In like 13 laps, he went from ninth place to second place. A couple more laps, he would have definitely, he would have eventually got to first. It's just a matter of time. So it's weird to see a sport where there's just one person who's so dominant. Because... We haven't had, I haven't seen that in individual sports from the ones that I watch in a long time. Now, Tiger Woods used to be like that. Tiger Woods used to be the guy for golf where you're like, Tiger didn't win. Why? What happened? But that was so long ago. Like that era of Tiger showing up, it's kind of sad, but it was so long ago. By the way, I hope he's all right. We haven't heard any updates on that leg situation. So, I mean, I don't know if no news is good news, or I don't know if no news is bad news. But uh, you would think if everything looked like it was going to bounce back well, well, they would have said something, you'd think. So, I don't know. But that's, the, that's kind of the vibe you get when you watch Formula One with Lewis Hamilton. Like, this guy, he just slices through everyone. You know, there's a couple guys. It's basically him, and then there's like two other guys that can kind of almost keep up with him. But it's impressive to see. It almost is like they should have a race without him. So that it's fair for everyone. And then maybe just loop him in at the, <laughs> at the end. I don't know. But, it's it, dude, it's incredible to see. 
It's incredible to see. And then when you when you find out the money that's involved in this shit, Lewis Hamilton's I think he's making fifty five million dollars from Na- from NASCAR. Holy shit! From Formula One, just from his uh, racing content. That doesn't even include endorsements, dude. These guys, these guys. I've all day aside from my fantasy. Oh man, I should have worked that into my. The only thing that would have been better with um, my fantasy of saving the grandma, her kittens, and the chiclets would have been that if right after I finished my run from that, Formula One called and said, I'm in. You're in. These guys, man. I've talked about this before. But uh, there's no when you go to a party, there would never be anyone cooler. I don't even care if it was one of those weird... Like some historic, um, you know, these Hollywood parties that you hear about, like the stars are there. And then there's one guy who races a car at 300 kilometers per hour. That's the coolest guy in the room. Guaranteed that's the coolest guy in the room. Certified badass. Certified. Get that neck tattoo. You could do whatever you want. If you're driving a car 300 kilometers per hour for your job, and you're making $55 million, you could get a pink nose ring. I'm talking that one in the middle. You know the one that like vegan girls get on their way to a protest? You could get one of those as a guy, and it's still just like no one can fucks with you. No one. The only bigger badass might be like a martial artist, an MMA, like a UFC fighter, but as far as cool jobs go, I think that's like, that's got to be top five in the world. Maybe astronaut is number one next to working at the go-kart track. (laughs) So anyway, it's incredible to see such a dominant thing. And I I do miss seeing that because you don't have that anymore. Even in, you know, even in hockey, it feels like Wayne, Wayne Gretzky was so dominant. And now even the best guys, McDavid, Crosby, they're dominant, but everyone else is is closer. It feels like than when you know, like when Wayne Gretzky was playing, he was just he would like the the point differential that he was getting versus like the next guy. We I haven't we've never seen that in our in our generation for hockey since then. There's the guys that'll get a shitload of points, score a lot of goals, but it's not double the next guy. So. It's interesting to see that. I mean, I think Serena Williams is sort of the same with with tennis, just how dominant she is. And I think Ronda Rousey was similar with MMA um, during her time, of course. But it's fun. It's fun in a way. But it's also like you can't root for Lewis Hamilton. You can't be a Lewis Hamilton fan. I like the guy. But... You're just gonna vote. You're just. I, I. I. It's the point where I. Anyone else that wins, I'm happy because I feel like everyone else is such an underdog, <laughs> right? So, anyway, Verstappen won today, and that was great to see. And uh, yeah, I can't recommend the sport enough. I never thought I would be watching race car drivers, um, or I never thought I would be, you know, running shirtless to fires to try and save people. I never thought I would even be doing a scientific study about what is the optimal amount of time before texting someone back. But that's what life is, twists and turns. One day, you know, one day there's sun, one day it snows. Then you got a tornado and a tsunami. That's a neck tattoo right there. That's about time. It's getting erratic. 
Let's just, we're at 20 minutes here. We got to get out. I'll see you guys uh, for Tuesday. Let me know. Let me know what you think is the best time, is the is the right call for texting someone back. And let me know if you're someone who texts back immediately to everyone. I'd love to hear the rationale. Hit me with it. Send it to me on Instagram. You know where I'm at. I know where you're at. And I will uh, talk to you guys soon. Can't wait. See you on Tuesday. Bye-bye. <laughs>